The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Good morning, again. So many of us begin the meditation practice with a lot of like resolve and determination. I'm going to meditate every day, maybe even twice a day. Or I'm going to do loving kindness in the morning and mindfulness in the evening, or whatever it is. We might have. Lots of different ideas. We might have this like excitement, enthusiasm. And then we find it kind of like drifting or becoming more and more subdued. Something happens and we lose steam. Maybe that's not true for those of you who are coming here every Wednesday. Maybe it is true. In the same way, when we or meditate when we have found ourselves, gotten ourselves to the cushion, we might find uh, some of this resistance, some real restlessness. Get me out of here. When is that ding bell going to ring? I know for me, I spent a lot of time on the cushion just waiting for the bell. (laughs) And as it happened, uh, I had the opportunity to do a lot of retreat practice. Like early in my practice, I was going on retreats a lot, and other people would say, oh, Diana, I have so much mudita that you get to go on all these retreats. Like they feel happy that that I'm happy that I get to go. But what they didn't know is that I really did not like retreat practice. But there's something inside me that made me sign up for them. And you know, they were really difficult experiences very often. Sometimes fantastic, but very often difficult. I'll just be honest. For me, it's not the way it is for everybody. But I had like this resistance on the cushion and resistance to practice and this kind of feeling like, I don't want to. You can't make me. (laughs) This kind of little extra thing. But what I didn't realize is that this kind of resistance is a natural part of practice. And I would say maybe even it's a necessary part of practice. We don't get to like jump over it. It's integral to our path. Otherwise, how would we learn how to work with resistance? Restlessness, agitation. How would we learn to recognize how it's showing up in our life? Because whatever happens on the cushion, of course, is happening in our life. We only have one mind. So it's there to, it's part of the human experience, but it's also a way for us to gain some greater understanding about ourselves. And we might have this uh, idea that it shouldn't be there. 
this resistance shouldn't be there, and we're resisting the resistance of aversion to the aversion. We're restless around the restlessness. But this showing up during practice is a way that we can work with it, examine it, play around with it. In one way, during the practice note this morning, I said you might drop in the question, well, what am I not seeing? Like opening up to this question, allowing maybe something to bubble up. Maybe something does bubble up, maybe something doesn't. But we can also ask, like, what's underneath this? What's fueling it? What's uh, creating the conditions in which this resistance is arising? Chances are very high that it's a belief that we have, that we just haven't seen, we haven't recognized, we don't even realize we have it. We don't even think it's a belief because it seems like, no, this is the truth. We just are assuming it to be a certain way without even considering that we could examine or question it. Maybe there's a belief that it's important to be comfortable all the time. And if there's discomfort, there's something terribly wrong. And we have to blame ourselves, somebody else. There's a little bit of this lashing out. Maybe there's a belief that uh, we just have to keep keep on finding like the right practice, the right teacher, the right center. Then things will be okay. I just haven't found the right practice or teacher or something. I love this story that uh, Jack Kornfeld tells. Many of you probably know he's like one, one, if not the senior person in this tradition. As it happens, I had a chance to talk with him a few days ago, and he told this story again. That, um, that he's, his teacher was Ajahn Chah, recognized meditation master. And uh, here's Jack in the 70s, this Westerner showing up, and he says to Ajahn Chah, I guess uh, Ajahn Chah used to like pick his toes while he was giving Dharma talk. He would be like doing something with his toes. And Jack thought, what's up with that? And so Jack approached Ajahn Chah and said, you don't seem very enlightened to me. <laughs> and Ajahn Chah's response was, it's fantastic that I don't seem enlightened to you. Otherwise, you'll be keep on thinking that the answer is out there somewhere. That'll be in some person, some teacher. It's not out there. The path forward, the place for a greater peace, freedom, ease, is here in our experience, in our experience. But we might have this belief that somehow it's, it'll be later. It'll be when I find the perfect something or other. For me, sometimes I used to think, like, I have to find the right zafu. So just that I... <laughs> would be comfortable and, you know, trying out all these different Zafus, buying Zafus, it's quite something. I have a collection of them that don't work so well. Or maybe we have this belief that 
well, I, there's something really inherently wrong with me. I have to fix this. I'm broken in some kind of way. And not until I fix or it gets fixed, this brokenness, then maybe I can find some peace and well-being. And... Nope. This practice is not asking us to be anybody different than exactly who we are. For some people, that's a relief. For some people, that's a huge letdown. Like, no, I I don't want to be this version of myself. And we're really invested in being another version. But just getting back to this idea that, okay, can I just be with my experience? And if I can't be with my experience... Can I be with that experience of maybe feeling frustrated that I can't find it or don't know what it is? Or maybe recognizing that, oh, I have these beliefs that things have to be really different and I'm really resistant to even questioning those beliefs. So just an encouragement maybe to what are some of these underlying beliefs? They're not easy to see. They often don't arise until where either the mind is really settled, sometimes with retreat practice, or sometimes with this inquiry dropping in. What belief is not being seen or what belief is being held on to here? In the same way we might ask, what am I not seeing? You could say, what, what belief is being held on to? Maybe the answer bubbles up quickly, right then, it's clear, maybe not. And maybe in addition to that, I'd like to also add, can we make some kind-hearted adjustments to the way we practice, to the manner in which we practice? Can we sprinkle in some kind-heartedness? It's not uncommon for there to be this inner critic that uh, is kind of beating us up and has this harsh voice. It can be mean, this inner critic. Is there a way that we can soften around that? Like, okay, that's the inner critic. I recognize this. You've been a companion for a long time, but I'm going to not believe everything or I'm going to question it a little bit or just not give it the authority. So something then different than just chastising ourselves. Can there be a recognition that this is what humans do, recognizing kind of the humanity of uh, wanting things to be different, wanting ourselves to be different, the experience to be different. And can we, in a kind-hearted way, say, it's like this. It's like this right now. Wanting it to be different is like this. 
but in a way that has some warmth to it, to some, has some care to it. Otherwise, it'll get co-opted by the inner critic and it'll just be another opportunity to beat ourselves up. It's not easy looking at underlying beliefs, doing a meditation practice, If it were easy, you wouldn't have to come here. You would just do it. So maybe there's a way in which that we can recognize the humanity of our experience. And maybe that's a way that allows us to stop beating ourselves up and instead what belief am I holding? Maybe the belief that beating myself up is going to make things better. Maybe the belief that if I don't chastise myself, then I'll just sit on the couch all day. Whatever it might be. So just an encouragement. What am I not seeing or What belief am I holding on to? And then, can this all be done with some warmth and care and respect for yourself, honoring yourself and your experience? And maybe I'll end there. Now we have an opportunity to bring our practice into some activity, 